You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode, we'll be talking about Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath Volume 4. In the room, I have Rob. Oh, hey ho. And Ben. Don't you think I know what I'm doing? <laughs> Volume 4 is the fourth studio album by English rock band Black Sabbath, released in September uh, 1972 on the Virgo label. The producer was Black Sabbath, Patrick Meehan, and the genre is heavy metal. And I'm going to read from the book, Jason Chow. Long before Black Sabbath broke down as a result of drug-fueled infighting, there was a brief period of drug-fueled sludge metal genius. The proof is volume four. The band have long said the writing and recording of the album coincided with the most hedonistic and substance-heavy period after their label transplanted the four Brits to California to record the album. The record's original title, Snowblind, was nixed by label execs for its obvious reference to cocaine. The negative consequences of their decadence would be heard at the end of the decade when the band descended into Spinal Tap versions of their early selves, but Volume 4 was before the burnout and blow, and the songs were still riff-packed, rough and heavy, or as Rolling Stone put it, slabs of liquid metal. Because of the lack of anthemic single, Volume 4 is often overlooked. There's no track to rival the popularity of Paranoid or Sweet Leaf. Only Snowblind gets the odd nod on radio these days. Rather, the album's strength lies in the song's confidence, heavy crunch, and in small touches of experimentation. The band dabbled in psychedelic overdubs, live strings, and even a mellow side. Uh, the slow piano ballad changes, which makes for an odd addition to this collection. But unlike the band's later albums, the meat of this record stays true to the band's original dark and heavy roots. It was with Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, and all that followed that Sab's trademark sound began to slip away from them. All right, what do we think of Black Sabbath Volume 4? Loved it! How had I not listened to this album before this week? I don't know. I... I don't. I think it's the it's the lack of singles. It is the last lack of singles. It, There's no like greatest hits that will lead you back to no volume four. I knew the album cover. Yeah, but my goodness, <laughs> my goodness gracious, my goodness gracious, <laughs> this is some cool shit. Yeah, this is a cool album. Yeah. Oh man, it's definitely it's a it's a new direction. I made that note. On my first listen, before I read into it, before I, I, I read about difference in preference of drugs on this album. Yeah. Uh, like, earlier stuff was more, you know, weed and booze-fueled, and this is absolutely just mountains of cocaine. Yeah. I, I now know. Yeah. <laughs> but before, even before I knew that, like, it, 
this this album it didn't grab me on the first listen. I listened to it and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's fine, you know, it's Black Sabbath. But it was like a second, mostly like third listen, where it just like it really starts to sink in. And I think also that's probably you know the lack of singles. But man, dude, did you know Changes was Aussie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that was a scene. I, I knew Changes, but it's such like a non-traditional Sabbath song that, you know, like I'm not going to seek out an album because Changes is on it. You right. Know, I like the song Changes, but if that's the only song from an album that I know, I'm like, oh, maybe it's like a mellow Sabbath album. Yeah, like it wouldn't like it wouldn't necessarily lead lead me to it if I'm trying to scratch that Black Sabbath itch. Yeah, it feels like it does feel like that Deep Cuts album. It feels like. But it feels like a mature Black Sabbath that is still oh, very they're, cool. They're, they're stretching. Yeah. Like, they're stretching like just the right amount. Because, yeah, like I love those first two records. Admittedly, I, I'm not as familiar with Masters of Reality. But those first two records, I love them. But it, 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 not every band can be ACDC. Not every band can just only do that. And on this one, I'm really hearing them. They, they, they're, they're stretching. But not so far that they're 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 losing their base, you know. It's still those like just sludgy, heavy as shit riffs and like everything that you want, everything that you've loved from like those earlier Black Sabbath records is here. It's just it's it's more mature. Yeah. And also just like powdered in cocaine. <laughs> just caked in just it. caked in it. <laughs> just it just chunks of cocaine just falling off of it. Speaker boxes full of cocaine is what I read (laughs) was being delivered to the studio. I don't even know what size speaker box that is, but even if it's like the smallest speaker box, that's too much cocaine. Imagine the the smallest speaker. Literally the smallest speaker I have in the room right now is, what what was that, like 12 by 12? Yeah, it's just that little Squire practice amp. Yeah. And that is an army's worth of cocaine. (laughs) And multiple speakers, too. Yeah. Quoting, they spent half the budget on cocaine <laughs> and the other I half don't... the budget was spent on prolonging the recording process as long as they could so that they could just party in Bel Air <laughs> exactly oh <laughs> uh, I think my the best thing I read was uh they all went to go see the French Connection <laughs> yeah <laughs> got really paranoid <laughs> got very very paranoid to the point where like Ozzy was having a panic attack by the end of it Chip Michael Caine's gonna bust us all <laughs> No, no, that was uh, that's Gene uh, Hackman. 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 Yeah, yeah. 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 I was thinking of the Italian job. <laughs> oh fuck! I, I don't know. I, I actually I stopped taking notes as like I was listening what, to this song too. I was like, just like oh, every every fucking song, whatever, <laughs> man. You know, whatever. I'm so uh, glad this project has uh, brought you into the the Black Sabbath world. Yeah, like I, mean, I knew you were always uh, sort of like a metal. I mean, we're we're both like very much into into metal. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you have a appreciation that I, you know, like like I had my dad's copy of Paranoid. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. But you know that, and that's a great record. But yeah. it's it's not. <laughs> that's all I had going into this. Yeah. was Paranoid. And like and like even they all like all the lip service that's paid to this band like as being like the 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 inventors of heavy metal. And like oh you know I guess Iron Man's cool, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you go and actually listen to it like. Oh no shit! Yeah, they they really yeah, did invent yeah. every genre They're of pretty, metal. Pretty awesome <laughs> in 1969. Yeah, um, I, fuck. I really they, thought they, they I started a... listening to this and I was like, man, Melvins like this. It gets into that like sludge. Mm-hmm. It, it it's sort of like they started off with 
just normal what i would call like classic heavy metal and then they did like stoner metal this is like sludge metal they they even throw in like maybe you could say doom like it's it's sort of every every everything but it's all awesome what's your standout track on this birch I mean, Supernaut is Supernaut, Supernaut pretty shit. awesome. I, Supernaut and St. Vitus's Dance. I actually, okay, yeah. I love St. Vitus's Dance. Yeah, yeah. That riff, it's almost like a sludge metal CCR. Yeah. Like, there's something about that riff, like, something about, like, there's a turnaround at the end of it that's very Fogarty to me. Okay. And I, it's just, it's infectious. I love it. I, I, I wake up humming it. Yeah. The straightener at the end of uh, the the first song, what is it, uh, Wheels of Confusion, mm-hmm. um, is just such a fucking rad outro, like out of uh, out of nowhere. <laughs> like <laughs> this song should also be on this record. Let's just paste the two together. Yeah, uh, they love those time changes. Yeah. Just splitting the song. Rollins, uh, Wheels of Confusion, favorite, uh, possibly favorite song, definitely favorite uh, Black Sabbath song. There's other favorites on here. Uh, Supernaut is a favorite of uh, of Beck, Frank Zappa, and John Bonham. That's their favorite song. All three of them. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a killer you guys, song. You, you guys read about so? <laughs> oh, these guys. In this, in this mansion, in this mansion in Bel Air, yep. they were having troubles. <laughs> Lots of troubles. Like, I, like, the, the fact that this album came out of that experience, man, they, they, that's just, they, they they rolled a natural twenty. Didn't Naomi <laughs> say this is when the drugs stopped being fun? Yeah. <laughs> Did you read yeah. about the shit that was like, like Bill Ward thought he was going to be fired? Yeah. Like, yep. he, he was having trouble playing Cornucopia because like, there's there's weird time changes in Cornucopia. And it was just on all the drugs, and he, he couldn't he couldn't nail it. He's just sitting in the middle of the room, just doing all of the drugs, th- thinking he was gonna be fired. And then, like, eventually he got it. <laughs> like, That's what drugs do, man. <laughs> Make you paranoid. And then, so then another day, Bill Ward almost dies because he's the band finds him passed out, naked, drunk in a room. And they just spray paint his entire body gold, like Goldeneye, <laughs> and he almost dies. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, a Doberman that lives at the mansion where they're recording has gotten into their cocaine stash, <laughs> and the cocaine was laced with a uh, baby laxative, 
which, the, I, yeah. which, which I'm sure doesn't do much if you're inhaling it, but if you're eating it like a Doberman, now you've just got a coked up Doberman with the <laughs> shits. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, there's so many stories. Uh, yeah, but the, the spray painting uh, on him. He said that Iomi did it, but Os- like I- Osborne says that Iomi did it, and Iomi says that Osborne did it, and like it's. it's I'm sure it's they amazing. were both there. Oh, I'm oh. sure everyone was. They were so also huffing up. the fucking paint at that point too, because why? Why the fuck not? Yeah, they said that uh, Ozzy would also just kind of like disappear because he didn't have to like necessarily he had to do the lyrics but he didn't have to sit there and practice and like rehearse like they he did. also didn't need to write them geezer was doing that <laughs> right right so he would just disappear and he said he would like look at his watch and it was like four o'clock in the afternoon and then he would look at it again he would like black out and look at it again it's like nine in the morning <laughs> and he had no idea where he had been what he was doing they're just all like scarface pouring cocaine in the middle of the room and then just all sticking their noses in like yeah, some sort of. <laughs> they, they just make yes. a big pile in the middle of a table, and then they just sit around the table, just like carving it towards them. <laughs> Not only that, though, is I had read that after that they would go to the beach. They would drop LSD at the beach and smoke weed. Like this they were just awesome. <laughs> they were just out of out of control. Literally, like the excess of seventies LA. LA. Yeah, this was it. They were doing it. It sounds but, like a great time. <laughs> I do have to say, it was really funny to hear Ward say, yeah, they had literally been touring nonstop for about four years. They hadn't, they didn't slow down. They didn't do anything. And so they said, oh, we thought LA would be a nice laid back area to ra- <laughs> relax. Whatever. <laughs> and then they're just like partying every night, every day. They could have relaxed. I don't think they have it in them. <laughs> I don't think so either. Not at this. Not at their peak. Yeah, I think uh, FX is brought to us by cocaine. Dude, let me tell you about FX. So, uh, so FX is an instrumental, and it, it, if you haven't heard it, it's just noises of things being tapped against microphones with delay on them. And uh, so the band was all—they uh, were smoking a bunch of hash, and uh, and Tony Iommi's crucifix necklace. Uh, clicked against his uh, guitar pickup that had delay on it, and apparently the band all took a whole bunch of interest in like, oh, well, what was that? Well, what else can we do? So then they were just like knocking shit against Tony's guitar <laughs> for a while, and that's the track FX. <laughs> Which is amazing because it literally does sound like a break in the, in the, uh, the record. Probably a necessary break, though, after changes it's short enough into supernaut yeah you need a little bit of like a cleanser or something to be like all right we've done that now we're bringing it back into black sabbath territory apparently the band considered it a joke but it does it it, it's short enough like it it doesn't wear its welcome and it is a nice little breather yeah absolutely what do you guys did you guys supernaut Straight into the Supernaut. Oh my gosh. This Fucking is... hell. What a, what a cool riff. That riff's... It's, it's, it's the bass, though, that comes in. This riff, it, it's bluesy, is it not? Oh yeah. This is definitely like a Led Zeppelin yeah. style. And that drum breakdown's really... It's like really like R&B inspired. Yeah. It's like funky soul drum breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I was wondering in this book how many Sabbath records we'd get, which ones we'd get... 
and I think this one it kind of makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Masters of Reality might be in there, but uh, I I could see Masters of Reality still has a bit of that early Sabbath, and I I kind of understand what the book's doing with saying here's a a a, sl a different spin on it, a different angle of Black Sabbath, and then after here it kind of I mean I thought I thought Sabbath Bloody Sabbath would be in here, but I kind of understand, um, you know. Yeah. Man, I can't believe it took this. me almost 38 years to get to Black Sabbath Volume 4, and I'm so happy that I'm here now. Yeah. yeah. And for the rest of my life, I'll, I'll, I'll have this with me. Yeah. You think they named it Volume 4? Um, because it's, they couldn't call studio. it Snowblind. Yeah, yeah, it's just studio. Okay. Oh, yeah, they couldn't call it Snowblind. They wanted yeah. to call yeah, yeah. it Snowblind. In great, fact, like, great I... Great name. It, it is a great name. And Ozzy, in interviews, like, in, like, the 90s and 2000s, he, he doesn't call it Volume 4. He, he's like, oh, man, Snowblind was a great record of balls. Yeah. He still just calls it that. They thanked Coke, Ola. Yes, they do. <laughs> in the they, liner in, notes. In the official liner notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I, 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 Not I, many notes on this? No. I mean, well, it's just... It's just a really good listen, yeah. and uh, when I, like going through and like reading all the stories, I'm like, I'm not writing all this shit down. <laughs> this is yeah. insanity. <laughs> yeah. Lester Bangs uh, compared the lyrics to those of Dilly, Dylan and William S. Burroughs. That's pretty awesome, right? Good job, Geezer. Yeah, yeah good job, Geezer. Yeah, I I did find it interesting too that Iomi's guitar never never stretches farther than it it should. You know, before he had he had kind of gone on these extended solos, and we had talked about kind of his limitations. Mm -hmm. And I think here he realizes any limitations that he has, and he's able to to sort of transition into riffs, not going out totally into solo blues territory and reining everything in. It's cool. It's very cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, I had heard the song Snowblind before, but I'd never listened to it with headphones before this year, or before this week. Uh, so this week was the first time that I heard right after the line, Icicles inside my brain, cocaine. <laughs> like, oh, thanks, because I didn't know what you were singing about. <laughs> I was wondering what Snowblind was about. What are these icicles inside your brain? <laughs> I also really like the line, don't you think I know what I'm doing? It's just a it's just a badass line yeah. to shout in the middle of a song. <laughs> I really wish that this album had, had had if the label had allowed him to just call it Snowblind. Yeah. But labels are stupid. Yeah. As we've previously talked about. Look it. at stacks. Look at stacks. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dum dums. I don't even know what to say. Sabbath is awesome. This album is really good. So it's good. really good. It's, it's the most overlooked record, which is surprising because it's such a celebrated band, and I feel like 
it just doesn't, I don't know. Uh, it, it's hard to, to imagine certain uh, artists that are so well known and then just having like these certain albums that are just like almost, I feel like slipped through the cracks. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it wasn't, it wasn't in its day. I mean, it sold really well despite, you know, even though Lester Banks said it was good, a, a lot of people said it was so-so. Eh, uh, they were dismissive of it, I guess is, is what I'm trying to say. But it achieved gold status in less than a month. Band's fourth consecutive release to sell a million copies in the U.S. Reached number 13 on the Billboard Pop Album Charts. Iconic album cover. Eight. Been parodied and, and nodded to by so many bands and comps and posters and t-shirts. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. St. Vitus Dance is about uh, them hanging out on the beach, doing LSD. Sort of that. It's got a bit more uh, countryfied vibe or. Yeah. Like it, California vibe. It's like the, the verses. The verses sound like classic Sabbath, but that riff, it, it's just. Yeah, it's like California. It's like. It's got some air to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, what do you think, Robbie? I fucking love it. A plus. Good job. Good job, I Black see Sabbath. A plus right there. I, I wrote an A plus. It's not an at. It's, that's a plus sign. <laughs> no, yeah. Wonder, wonderful record. And uh, glad that I have it on my uh, my phone for later listening. All right. Yeah. Yeah. A- a- absolutely. Uh, like I said earlier, it, it took me a, it took me a few listens for it to sink in. But then once it sank in, it hit me harder. I think than than other Black Sabbath albums that I loved on the first listen. It, it was a bit of a slow burn for me. But like once it gets there, man, it, it's burning hot. Yeah. I absolutely recommend Black Sabbath Volume 4. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a more mature album in that it's probably not the... Probably not the place you would introduce someone to Black Sabbath. No. Like, you wouldn't no. throw on... It's not entry-level Sabbath. Yeah. But... But... If you're if you like those albums and you want to see something interesting, different, and you have a mountain of cocaine, this is the album. Speaking of cocaine, we brought up we started a conversation before we were recording. If it's cocaine instead of weed, is it still stoner metal? How heavy are the riffs? They're this heavy. And how slow? It is this slow. Is this stoner metal? It's it's a I don't it, think so. It's towing that line. I don't think this album would be considered a reference for stoner metal. Would it be, it, there's so many like stoner parallels. Like you've got yeah. Doom, Sludge. Yeah, yeah. Like is it just like stoner peripheral? But I could say, I mean, many Like peop- right now like, under the sun just started up. Yeah. And this is stoner metal. Absolutely. This is sleep. This is yeah. Dope Smoker. This is all those bands that are no, maybe it is Earth. And, I don't know. <clears throat> it's hard to say too because it, it, what, do you consider like Queens of the Stone Age stoner metal? Mm, see, yes. sometimes yes. once in a while ish. Yeah, see, they're, like they're not always metal though. They're, yeah. they're they're a rock band that dabbles in metal. Okay, okay, but yeah, Under the Sun is definitely. But then you have a lot of different. Um, like Supernaut, probably no Saint Vitus Dance, no. So maybe it's split. It's heavy metal. It's just it's bla- heavy metal. It's it Black Sabbath. Metal. It's yeah. Black Sabbath. Yeah, and it's awesome. Good job, Black Sabbath. Good, Good job. job, Black Sabbath. Yeah. 
I hope we I hope we get another uh, Sabbath album. I don't think we do though. So we're not going to Dio Sabbath. I don't think we get any Dio Sabbath. Is that like That's Neon Knights? Nope. This is this is the last the last Black <laughs> Sabbath. Hey, three is a good run. It's true. Yeah. Three for this book is 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 saying something, for sure. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, Next. Black Sabbath. You Bye, did Black a great Sabbath. job. Nah. Good night, you sweet you. friends. <laughs> Thank right. you for inventing heavy metal and yeah. all the other music that we like. <laughs> Next time we'll be talking about Steely Dan, Can't Buy a Thrill. Oh. All right, thanks, y'all. She was my wife.